0: are live and today I have got Frankie Cairns, I hope I pronounced that right, and Frankie is one of the co-founders of the Fart Brewery and I'm super excited because first of all I actually managed to get to test her beers, well I didn't test them but my husband did and said they're amazing <laughs> before this interview and I don't think I've ever had anyone from a brewery on before, so I would love um, to hear Frankie a little bit about your story, um, why, how come you came up with this idea to set up the
1: business first of all? Uh, yes yeah, sure so um my husband was one day uh, going on a standard sort of saturday afternoon shopping trip to kingston where we live uh kingston ontario and uh came home with a homebrew kit from World Co's, which is a bit unexpected and uh, <laughs> the kitchen kind of got a bit busy with various pots sort of bubbling away and uh, i didn't really to be honest you know we've got young we had young kids at the time i i really didn't pay too much attention to it and he kept saying try this try this and I think I don't know I'm not sure about that and uh this was going on for quite a long time and then uh, he sort of turned around one day and said you know I've got this idea that if I can get the beer to a certain level we could trial it in one of our friend's bars and uh see what he thinks and my ears pricked up now because we we'd wanted to work together my husband and I and um We'd never kind of worked out what doing what. So this was kind of quite exciting. I thought, well, maybe you're onto something. And suddenly I was like, oh, let's, let's have another try of that beer then. And, Do you like um, beer? Did you like beer before? I did, but not, I'll be honest, not, not the kind of American pale ales or the kind of beers that um, Josh was tinkering with at the start. I um, wasn't really an ale drinker, but, you know, give me a bottle of Bex in those days and I'd smash it back. <laughs> um but yeah, so then uh, he started to really kind of hone it down, get it to a standard that he thought was um, worth running by our friend, and um, and our friend said, "Well, why not? We, in fact, why, why, why don't we sort of white label it?" And uh, it was called the Jam Tree, so it became the Jam Tree American Pale Ale and the Jam Tree IPA, and we we just gave it a shot in his two bars and it just went really well and uh we were quite blown away and excited and then um josh by the way was a freelance photographer so it gave him a chance to develop the park brewery while still having an income from from his uh, photography work And uh, it's kind of gone from there. And, uh, yeah, so sort of little kitchen project turned into uh, what it is now, which is amazing.
0: Two crowdfunding campaigns later and all of the success. Um, Amazing. Congratulations. And, you know, there's, there's always so much work at the beginning, isn't there? There's so much work and okay. less traction, like you said, you're, it's, it's a labour of love. And then yeah. suddenly it starts taking off and you're like, oh my gosh, my idea it's going to, <laughs> it's going to work. It's going to be something. Yeah, um, absolutely. So yes. And actually my husband, when I gave him these beers and he loved them, he had them, you know, he, he was asking about, um, the business and the brand name and, and so you called it the Park Brewery. So it obviously changed its name slightly from when you were first in the your friend's pub. Yes. How did you come up with that? You know, talk me through the name, because that's always yeah. a really difficult thing, isn't it? Coming up with a name
1: and then getting the domain and all those other things. Yeah, it was so, so difficult. And, um, it, yeah, we, we toyed around with lots and lots of different ideas. But, it well, it was either going to be the Park Brewery or the Kingston Brewery because, um We are sort of basically where we live, which is where where it all started, is between Kingston Town and Richmond Park. And a lot of the um, kind of local area is named after bits and pieces in the park. But for us, I think moving to Kingston, so we've been Londoners. We've lived in London. I've lived in London for 15 years. And um, we did that thing that people do when you kind of have kids and you think, right, okay, it's time to move out a little bit but we need to be in that commuter belt. And we both fell in love with it here because of Richmond Park. And I'm not just saying that. It was such a big part of why we moved here because we haven't really got much outside space. You know, have got a tiny garden. So to know that that was just around the corner, all that space when you've got two young boys was just essential. Richmond Park's amazing, isn't it? It's it is. absolutely gorgeous. And, it is really gorgeous.
0: And also I love the name because I suppose I... Like, it could just be you know the, the park it sounds lovely doesn't it the park as opposed to I suppose Kingston is relevant if you live there but the park's yeah. kind of relevant to everyone everyone loves the park it's well like,
1: that's well, it And I think we have I think parks are underrated aren't they I mean it is our sanctuary yeah. it's our escape from the stress it's where we go and unwind we go and meet friends we you know it's so many sort of pivotal moments in life happen actually in parks and I think that's that was um it was wise and I it's with that can't just be important to us it must be important to lots of people and, and the that's what that I it, think yeah I think yeah, that's so it, it, clever more than Kingston because exactly. Kingston is just
0: relevant to people living there
1: and you can't and always be sure that you'll be in I mean much as we hope we will be you know it's it's hard finding warehouse space and um you know that you run the risk where you, you know you might actually be pushed out a bit and, and that's why another reason it sort of made sense amazing yes. and so um
0: talk to me about the brand values of the business like did you sort of sit down at one point with your husband and say like this is what is important to us these are going to be our this is our vision mission and values and everything we do is going to you know embody those values or is that something that's kind of come to life over time and then you're like these are the things that are important to us
1: I think it has um come to life a bit over time um we did we rebranded um a couple of years in into um a couple of years in after we'd started and um just just the design and the labels and everything else it was all a bit messy and and we needed a um needed a bit of an overhaul and i think then you know the the branding agency sort of drilled into a bit more about who we were and that made us have a little think about our our values and i think I think there's kind of a warmth and a sort of friendly vibe and connection, and obviously those sort of quality. I think those are kind of the, the key areas for us, and that's that's what we've we've grown and built on. I think is those those values. And that's
0: amazing that you talk about the connection and the warmth, and then you say you've built such a big community. You know, it's all about the community. You've created this amazing community, and we'll come on to talk about that. But that's, I suppose, that's aligned with your values, isn't it? Yeah, um, yeah
1: absolutely.
0: So you've done um, two crowdfunding campaigns, and so before you, you know, and, and the last one was relatively recently. What last year you said? Yeah, um, the end of last year. And just quickly, that you said that just was a
1: haze of amazement, and it all happened in seven days. Is that right? It did. It was. It was. Um, it was very quick, and which was amazing. Um, because well, obviously they're quite stressful and uh the first time that we we went through it which was 2018 um was was really intense because we we were in our so when we started the brewery obviously as you know it started in the kitchen and then we moved out to there was an empty unit around the corner from our house it was just this random really small one-story building that was just sitting there empty and um and we moved in there, uh, we found out who the landlord was and he said kind of, yep, use that. You can have it for a bit because I'm I'm waiting on planning. So that was amazing. So that's how it all kind of started. But obviously that just, well, once we kind of got proper tanks in there, you, you could hardly swing a cat. So we we needed the, um, we just needed to grow and find somewhere bigger. So that crowdfunding campaign was all about that growth and moving into a bigger premises, getting proper tanks etc. And um, it was just, it was crazy. It was just really because we hadn't done anything quite like that before. And um, it was very, very nerve wracking and exciting. But it took it took me quite a long time to kind of the preparation, whereas the second time round, because we'd done it once, we kind of had all our ducks in a row, we knew that we knew the process a lot more. So it's sort of, we were able to race it, race it through really quickly, which is brilliant. We were hurtling towards Christmas, 2020 was obviously COVID was, you know, raging around and it was just, yeah, it was a bit of a daunting one, but thankfully, um amazing uh, investors that we have who supported us sometimes for the second time and uh, we we hit, well, we went to stretch target again, which was ace. Incredible. So, um,
0: you talked about the fact that a lot of your, you know, you built your brand and your business through word of mouth and sampling and it, was that very much at the beginning? Is that still now? how, you know talk me through that and and how that kind of built the brand did it sort of in the early stages
1: absolutely so when we moved into this funny little unit that I mentioned um it's literally around the corner from our house but um you know how it is it's kind of you're in a you're in the same area but you're on a different street so you don't know everybody around you so the first thing that we did was we just did a walked around the houses and dropped a little letter saying you know "We're, we're here we're brewing we're a local family and um if you've got any problems if you don't like the noise if you don't like the aromas on brew days then just give us a shout and just think, people were really intrigued. It was just so weird that this this um, this little building was now going to be a production area. So people kind of they'd pop in randomly, <laughs> and uh, and we started then going beyond our friends' bar. We started selling to some local bottle shops and tiny little following on. You know, we did the barest minimum on socials, but we started the process and uh, got our um, you know our social. Um, early days and then we thought well, why don't we do an open day and just get people in and um so we set aside I said I got a bit carried away as usual and said oh, well why don't we make it a weekend <laughs> do a weekender and uh that, it was quite early on probably a few months into the building so it's pa- mad panic. A bit like when you're having a party and you think god is anyone going to come why yeah exactly. is anybody going to come and um so we flied again we flied the local area we put it on socials and it was brilliant. It was packed. Every every hour, amazing. Was that's
0: such and a nice feeling, isn't it? It's yeah. exactly like that. It's like when you host a party and it's all fun, it really and then suddenly everyone comes. To you like this is actually a great party. I'm <laughs> having <laughs> <laughs> a great time.
1: <laughs> like, and oh, and that's that people so you that It was our home. Do you live here, people. no, we don't live here. <laughs> There's no space. It's just it is what it is. Um, so, so it's so that no, connection
0: that you're talking yeah. about. It's the connection. It's building the community, and that's so important, isn't it? You know keep reading about how the customer experience is so important and actually one of the big things about the customer experience is that human connection you know we want and so I I suppose seeing you and your husband there and being able to come in and see how it all works and those are just going to be raving fans brand ambassadors who are going to tell all their friends about you and 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 that's an amazing way to do business isn't it
1: yeah, I think it is because, you know, I can say a lot of those first people through the door have been lifelong customers. Yes, yeah, they've kind of become friends because obviously this, you know, takes over your life running a business and then, you know, and then investors and sometimes double invest, you know. So it's it's this absolutely been um, paid off so well. And then the other thing we did, yeah, we did quite a lot of sampling. So it was just, in the early days, yes to everything, absolutely everything. Will you come and stand in our little shop and hand out samples? Yes, we will, 100%. And we got into Whole Foods quite early on, um, which is a good one, down uh, just in Richmond, and they were very supportive. And um, we had our own – you know how they do at Whole Foods. I don't yeah. I
0: like the yeah. Richmond one. So are you stopped in Whole Foods, or was that an opportunity just for sort of startups and smaller businesses to show their – their wares and tears and products we
1: no we were so we got in there quite early actually yep and still in Whole Foods so that was That's brilliant um, yeah that was a really nice um a nice early win and as I say they're, they're very supportive of small small startups like as we were then um and then again yeah you just funny the people that you meet you know as a couple that we met I remember doing one of those sampling afternoons and again they've, they've been completely loyal always come to things and and again they're both investors so it's just those little things isn't it horrible washout rainy days on those farmers markets and all of that stuff battling with gazebos and the lashing yeah. rain you've got to go through it all haven't you it's amazing isn't it is there's so much
0: hard work in the early days and then suddenly it all comes to light and it's like oh all my hard work is paying off but like there is so much hard work in those early days and I think um my husband says there's this thing that's called the valley of despair you have this amazing idea and you do it and then it suddenly becomes really hard work and you're like will anyone actually turn up will anyone buy you know we we can give up too early on because it all seems too hard but then when you get out the other side Mm -hmm. it's you know you're on this trajectory because it is hard work but then it does become easier and um so I'd love to know you know I'm really into sort of like the customer journey and customer experience and we all know that you know retaining a customer is way easier than acquiring new ones and also those for customers become loyal brand advocates and tell all their friends about and stuff like that so how you know I'm just interested to know if you got any thoughts or insight on your customers and how you look after them or whether you know you the customer experience or, or anything like that I'd just love to know your thoughts on that topic
1: yeah um oh it, it's difficult isn't it I, I I mean it's I think COVID has really kind of um enhanced our relationships with our customers for, I mean obviously doing crowdfunding times two and uh having our local community and a tap room and all those things where we get to meet people so much. And as I say, they actually genuinely do sort of become friends. You feel like you've got that connection is is a really good start. And I think all, all of our, well, we try and all of our output, our mail outs across socials, we kind of try and have that warmth and that connection just ongoing, that's a really key thing and friendly and informal and all of that stuff um that we're normal people you know we're not yeah. we're not sort of a couple of i don't know it's, it's a bit stereotype but you know a couple of guys with a beard you know, <laughs> it's not us you know it's just we are literally people that are just having a go and um i think that's really important i think um i think just nice little touches i i, I just i don't know when you're sending beer out we we try and include nice little postcard, um bits and pieces trying to always think of what we can do that's a bit bit more exciting than just a box of beer or you know just um linking up with with other local businesses and I saw that I saw that you do that quite a lot actually very early on we, we we got um we met um a guy who um who does pies and um so we we got uh my pie chris at my pie big shout out he's amazing and um we've worked we worked together at a kingston ancient market event thing years ago and so when we did at those open days at the start he was um he would come along and he had this kind of converted ice cream van and he'd sell his pies outside so it's those nice little link-ups i think that people aren't necessarily expecting that uh, mm. we'd like to have a pint and a pie yeah, exactly. And and also, you know, that
0: comes on to one of my other favorite topics, which is strategic partners, you know, people that sort of complementary partners that have access to your audience or who can sort of sit alongside you. And, I, and, and that's just such a great way to do business, isn't it? A, as a founder, it can be lonely and difficult and challenging. And it's lovely to work with other business owners. But also, as you identified, you know, people want a pie and a beer. So actually, yes. you're like really complementary, and you're helping each other out. And it's those yeah. kind of relationships that that are really that can do so much to build a business. And I think many often are sort of not thought about, but actually, there's no cost in that, is there? You're not paying for sort of marketing when you've got a strategic partnership, but but together you are more yeah. than on your own.
1: Yeah, exactly, exactly. And it's it's great to support each other, you know, and, and as you say, you've just nailed it, all of the, all of the above. We've done um, a link up as well with um, a local independent cafe and, and um, you know, use their coffee and stuff for a, our espresso porter. And it's just so many nice little things that you can do. There's loads more to explore on that as well. Um, mm. Collaboration.
0: I think collaboration in business is so much more fun, isn't it, than just, you know, trying to do it all on your own. And um, so, you know, you talked about these strategic partnerships and budding up with people and the word of mouth and the sampling, and that's all worked really well. Um, What other marketing channels are you using? What other marketing's working well? Or is it still very early, you know, early days and sort of branching out into digital or any of those other channels?
1: Yeah, I mean, um, since we did the crowdfunding campaign most recently, we, a lot of that was, um, was to put money to marketing. because it's as as um you know as you know there's there's so many balls in the air when you're when you're setting up a business and it's you know you're thinking about doing you're split across so much so unfortunately the marketing bit and I'm no and no expert especially because it's all moving so fast in the digi area um it's been hard so Josh and I used to do it where I did a bit of facebook and twitter which we both did a bit of twitter and he did instagram and it was just you know because he's a photographer, so yeah, so that made sense. <laughs> um, and that was all right, but now we've um, with that money that we um, that we got with the latest round, we've been able to get a marketing manager, and she's she's great, thank you, Ellie. She's probably listening, <laughs> and uh, yeah, so she's been helping us really grow those digi channels and get loads more content, do a bit more paid stuff. So that it, it's um, very early days as we kind of you know progress this but we're we're working on various different ideas on it's coming life. to life
0: it's all coming to life yes. what's your big inspiration we need to finish in a short time because we mm. like to keep these short and sweet but what's your big inspiration here? what do you love about doing all this what is it that you know gets you up in the morning
1: I think it's just the excitement about where this can actually go you know I, I just love the growth side of it and uh, I get really inspired by that it's just where can we take this let's just keep striving on I think Josh probably it's about product um and just you know improving improving it as we go but this I like being spread about you know across quite a few things I'm a bit of a generalist so it, it suits me but yeah both.
0: Yeah, um, I mean that's also like I just love that topic it is really inspiring isn't it and seeing what yeah. other people are doing and watching what's going on in the world. And, you know, there's so many, so much excitement and so many opportunities. And I love the way that, is, you know, these startups, you know, can get crowdfunding and all these things are now so, you know, you can, you can have a good idea and you can create something amazing at your kitchen table. And, you, you know, it's a lot of hard work, but you can turn it into a sustainable business that's going to be, you know, really successful. So, Frankie, thank you so much for coming on. It's been amazing to talk to you about this. Um, We keep it short and sweet, so 20 minutes. I try and keep to 20 minutes. I normally do relatively well. Um, And it's just been brilliant to hear about what you're doing with the part brewing. It sounds fantastic, so thank you so much. Thank you, thanks so much. That's okay.